Hello, and welcome to episode three of Dog Pound South podcast, part of the Fanatical Elves Network, which is part of the Fans First Network. I'm Steve Gill. I'm your host and, well, the only person here. Um, today's show, I thought I might give a, a shout out to all the the fans who don't live in Ohio and Cleveland, like me. Um, what got me thinking about this was while we were taping uh, the Fanatical Elf show, near the end, if you have watched it, you'll notice I, I went on a little mini rant. rant. Uh, local news was on in the other room, and they were talking about the Titans player who got caught gambling, Petit Pereira, former Buckeye. And then after that, they were just basically talking about the, the sports guy was basically talking about the new gambling policy. And as he's talking, he's showing the Indianapolis Colts versus the Cleveland Browns and the Colts running a kickoff back for a touchdown. Now, what does that have to do with a Titans player getting caught breaking the gambling policy. Well, first of all, that game was from 2020. And I remember this because the Browns had just gotten a pick six, kicked the ball off to the Colts, Colts running back for a touchdown. Still, Browns won. But why why show the Cleveland Browns? I mean, if you're, you're going to highlight the Indianapolis Colts, uh, excuse me, you should have plenty of tape on them. They play the Titans twice a year. But why? Why show the ineptitude of the Cleveland special teams as you're talking about the gambling policy in the NFL? Makes no sense, right? Station in Cleveland did that. They'd, they'd never hear the end of it. Social media would crucify that station. Well, this is what it's like to not live in Cleveland or Ohio. For some odd reason, these guys all still think that um, the Browns are terrible. They stink. They're 1 in 31. So they take their shots every year. There used to be, back before we did all the videotaping and social media, uh, there used to be uh, a sportscaster on another local channel. And uh, when he'd be talking about games, they'd have the graphic, you know, the two the two helmets, you know, up on the screen. And he would constantly, constantly, like if the matchup he was talking about was Steelers-Browns, he'd constantly put a Bengals hem helmet up. Seriously? <laughs> but anyway, that's what's it. We all know Browns fans are great. You wouldn't be watching this if you weren't uh, a fantastic Browns uh, fan. Uh, the fans in Cleveland are fantastic. Just look at the first home game, the tailgate, the waiting in line on Saturday to get into the Muni lot. Um, Browns fans who are not in Cleveland, uh, a lot of them will join Browns backers groups. As I mentioned uh, before, I was president of the Middle Tennessee Browns backers. I was the second president of the club. It's been around since uh, game two, 1988. Um, 
I found out about it back then, uh, again, before social media, uh, from a little magazine called Browns News Illustrated. They had uh, a section just for Browns backers, and it listed a name and a phone number to call if you lived in Nashville or the Middle Tennessee area and wanted to, uh, uh, were interested in uh, joining a Browns club. So I called it and we went to the, my wife and I went to the first game. There were about 30, 40 people there. And now the club is grown to over 200, 200, 250. Um, we've gone through, a, the club's gone through many, many establishments. Uh, right now they are meeting, and I hope again this year at the Nashville Palace. Uh, beautiful bar, great food, plenty of room, big, huge TVs. Um, so those fans, they're, they're, they're fanatical. Now, if you add to that, the fans who don't live in Cleveland, who live in a, a city with another NFL team, like I do, uh, with the Titans, you get no coverage whatsoever, unless, unless you're going to be playing. So this week, this year, I mean, uh, prior to, uh, week three, um, I'll get a heavy dose of, of listening to Titan fans. Ah, we can beat the Browns. The Browns, who cares about the Browns? You know, even though the last time they played, I believe in 2020, the, uh, Baker Mayfield threw four touchdown passes in the, in the first half. <laughs> second time he did that. Um, so that's, it's a little frustrating. I, I've learned, uh, over the years, just, the uh, let it roll off on me. Um, uh, the, the graphics way back when really irritated me. I, I would call after the broadcast and, and, uh, leave, a uh, my displeasure to whoever answered the phone that, you know, if you want to be a big sports city, you're going to have to learn to know what a Browns helmet looks like. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, Getting your getting your news, I mean, it's, it's leaps and bounds from uh, Browns News Illustrated uh, to now. Of course, social media comes in extremely handy. Um, I follow a lot of different beat writers. Um, uh, I follow a lot of national writers as well. Um, some take their uh, abuse out on the, if they don't like the Browns. You know, you can tell the which ones it is. I mean, you know, Mike Florio. He's from Pittsburgh, so he dishes on the Browns any chance he gets. Um, there, I saw a website. I can't even remember what it's called, and I'm not going to give him any credit. But they listed Deshaun Watson as the 26th best quarterback in the NFL. Come on. I, okay, you didn't like what he did off the field. Fine. Just say that right up front. Tell people right up front, look, I don't like him as a human being, but the guy's a franchise quarterback. So it's not easy being a Browns fan in other NFL cities. I've traveled to a few. Uh, I've gone to Titans-Browns games here in Nashville. Um, I went to three of the best comebacks I've ever seen, uh, the game after Bottlegate. Um, where they came back, uh, I think it was from 10 points down to win, uh, 
Tim Couch to Kevin Johnson. Then another one that uh, I think it was week two or three, um, Kelly Holcomb got Tim Couch was hurt. Kelly Holcomb played. Then uh, Tim Couch started that game. Uh, it was an overtime thriller that uh, came down to the best onside kick I've ever seen in my entire life just to go down and tie it. Uh, Phil Dawson kicked the ball the other direction. Everybody lined up on this side of the field, and he kicked the ball the other side with Dennis Northcutt running down the sidelines, grabbed it, and stayed in bounds. Titans fell for it. Browns went down, scored, tied it up, flipped the coin. Browns get the ball first, go down. Dawson kicks the game winner. Eee. And then, of course, the best game I'd ever been to here in Nashville was the 2014 biggest uh, road victory comeback, biggest comeback by a road team in NFL history. When the Browns came back, they were down 29 to 10 to the Titans and came back and win it, uh, I believe, 31 to 29. There were a ton of Browns fans there. And uh, at one point in the fourth quarter when the Titans had the ball the last time, uh, uh, Browns fans were so loud it forced – the Titans to call a timeout because they only had 10 men on the field. Uh, that's the power of the, uh, of the uh, out of town Browns fans. And it's a quick trip. I mean, you know, you can fly down here nonstop. It's not that bad of a drive. You can drive down in a day, but you know, shout out to all the Browns fans that come down and shout out to all the Browns fans here in surrounding area to drive in. Um, let's take a quick break. And I'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of the places I've been and some of the things I've seen. Okay. Uh, like I said, been to Titans-Browns games here. Um, prior to the, uh, the game in 2020, I had to listen to uh, local sports talk radio just for, just for, for fun. And all of them were saying, well, all you got to do is stop Nick Chubb. Stop Nick Chubb. That's it. Stop Nick Chubb. Derrick Henry will run all over this team. Well, what does Kevin Stefanski do? He comes out throwing the ball, and before you know it, they're up 21-7, to 28-7, and the route is on. Now, the defense sucked, and luckily the Browns held on, but uh, it got – I felt vindicated because of, uh, because of the previous year when uh, – Tennessee went up, opened the Browns, and just Browns weren't ready. The Browns just weren't ready. Freddie didn't have them ready. Uh, where else have I traveled to? Of course, the Cincinnati used to take some trips up with some friends, um, stay Friday, uh, Saturday night, uh, go to the game, come back. The Greater Cincinnati Browns Becker Club did, did a great did great tailgates back then. Um, where else? Uh, New Orleans twice back when I was, uh, Browns backer president, they offered, uh, the Browns offered away games, uh, and special hotel rates and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, went down there twice, uh, once in 1999, saw the very first victory. Uh, we were being heckled, uh, by stadium people. They had us up in the upper deck, of course. Yeah. When you, Travel, or even if you stay home and the Browns come to town, you're 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 getting tickets up in the nosebleed section. Um, but uh, yeah, that hail mary, 
Kevin Johnson. I couldn't believe it. And all the stadium staff that heckled us prior to that, they were all of a sudden gone. Um, then the next time we went down there, I can't remember what year it was. I, I want to say 2002, maybe. Um, it was, again, great game. Great game. Browns dominated. Um, where else? Atlanta took a bus trip. Middle Tennessee Browns Becker bus trip. Uh, we had a bus. Uh, one of our members um, was a caterer. So we had fantastic food. Loaded up the bus about, I don't know, five o'clock in the morning. Loaded it with beer and food and headed down and tailgated prior to the game. Went over to the Georgia Dome, um, which... I'm glad they tore that down. That 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 was that was a dump. Uh, but you know, sometimes good things happen. Sometimes bad. I you know, I I had to go get a police officer because three Atlanta fans were beating up a Browns fan in, in the bathroom uh, just because he had his Browns gear on. Um, guy came in to go to the bathroom. These three Atlanta fans surrounded him and. One took a shot at him, and I was out the door. And luckily, there was a police officer right around the corner. Told him he, he called for backup. And hopefully, that Browns fan didn't get too too hurt. I mean, uh, I I don't want to jump into those situations. I want to kind of make myself part of the the wall at that point. Uh, that happened again in uh, in here in Nashville. Uh, the game after Bottlegate, I, I, I saw some guys beating up a, a Browns fan. Uh, but the, after the first punch, the other Browns fans came to his his rescue. So no police were necessary. Um, but that's, you know, that's just the way it is being an out-of-towner. Uh, that's the other thing. Uh, you go to these games. You live here. Like I said, I've lived here since 1967. Uh you, you go here, and I remember one time, gosh, my parents used to have tickets to Titans games, and I used them when the Browns played. And uh, it was a game. Browns were winning, and they had won. And I was heading to go get my wife. Uh, I think I was going to go get her some more peanuts and a, you know get myself a beer or something like that. And as I came back, uh, one of the ladies at the end of the aisle had to go past uh, like six seats. And the lady at the end of the aisle said, well, welcome to Nashville. And I said, I live here. And she goes, you live here and you root for the Browns? F you. And I went, thank you. Thank you. Kiss your grandkids with that mouth, lady. Really nice. Uh, I guess if I told her I came in the, from Cleveland, she probably would have been a lot nicer to me. Uh, but yeah, who cares? Like I said, um, a lot of, like we were talking about Thursday night, uh, it's mandatory that every out of towner, every out of town Browns fans got to have stadium mustard either in the fridge, in the pantry or both have to have stadium, stadium mustard. So, and also you got to have a room. This is my office. Uh, you, you've got to have your own shrine. My shrine, I'll, I'll swivel this over here. You see that bookshelf? That's got all my uh, brown stuff on it, autographed pictures. I got some um, autographed baseballs and stuff like that. Then over here, of course, my brownie elf. Um, I have some gifts that were given to me, a uh, little... Uh, 
lithograph there, a poster, uh, the brownie flag my wife gave me for Christmas one year, a little article I was written up in. I was interviewed over the phone. Um, a reporter was doing uh, back when uh, the Browns were still and the Titans were in the um, AFC Central still briefly before they got uh, realigned. He, he was talking to um, Brown Specker presidents from uh, different uh, AFC Central uh, cities. So, you know, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Nashville. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, hopefully we'll get back to football. We're 19 days away from training camp starting. Um, so far, I have seen no players who play for the Browns. Their name's in the news. Thank you. I like that. I saw just a picture on social media of uh, Elijah Moore, the new Browns receiver, working out with Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Zay Flowers, which is fine. You know, they, they who you work out with, I don't care. I really don't care. Um, if he wants to work out with a bunch of Steelers players, fine. You know, it doesn't matter. They're, they can have their own friends. I mean, you know, they may share an agent. Who knows? Uh, it may be the best wide receiver practice facility uh, that they have. If Odell Beckham's there, you got to figure it's a, a pretty good uh, facility to train at. And uh, I want Elijah Moore to have an outstanding year this year. I think he will. Um, gosh, uh, that should just about do it for me. Uh, this was kind of a rant day. Uh, like I said, no news. Um, I, I wrote a recently wrote an article over the weekend about, uh, Hopkins. Uh, I personally don't think the Browns are going to sign unless they have a, uh, an injury, major injury. And we don't want that. We don't want a major injury. So, um, basically it's just the quiet time. Uh, Deshaun Watson is done traveling the world. Uh, players are still showing up here and there at the facility. If they're working, uh, health wise, if they're injured. Uh, so pretty soon, like I said, in about 19 days, uh, players will start showing up. They'll head to West Virginia and our, our time, our, our social media timelines will be filled with wonderful articles and, and uh, great reporting, hopefully. Um, I won't get any of it down here. That's why I've got my computer. But uh, locally, uh, I don't even know when the Titans come. Oh, that's right, a week later. But anyway, so that that's going to do it for me today. This was like a little mini rant day of what it's like to be a, a Browns fan who doesn't live in Cleveland. Um, we put up with a little abuse here or there, um, especially when you uh, live in a, a city with another NFL team, you got to listen to nonstop uh, breaking down of the Titans 53 man roster. I couldn't even tell you half the guys on it, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm more, like I said, I'm a Browns fan. So this was the, Dog Pound South podcast, part of the Fanatical Elves Network, which is part of the Fans First Network. 
I hope you will follow and follow our network. We have many great shows. You got Browns Blitz. You got What the Elf. You've got football, philosophy, and rocket science, uh, Johnny Cleveland show, Any Given Sunday, and, that, and now the new menu show, the, the, the new food show that John, our fearless leader, has started. So you can, uh, many ways to cook with stadium mustard. Love stadium mustard. Um, like I said, I have a bottle in my fridge. And as soon as that gets halfway, I'm ordering two more. All right. So thanks for listening. Um, I will see all of you next week. Enjoy your 4th of July and go Browns.